4: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
5: 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
6: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now
7: let's get this party started. You're listening
6: to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. Doug Gottlieb show uh, broadcasting live from sunny Southern California. And uh, we like the rest of the sports world reacting to last yesterday's entire slate of NBA playoff games. And then, of course, it's like there's just no rest for the weary. Right. And their ability to get all these games in on a day and then alternate day after day. Pretty impressive, but it's also like there's just basketball on all the time during our show, which I love, which I love. But it does. It it leaves you kind of fighting for oxygen, fighting for air. Hey, how do we how do we point out just how big those results were last night and make them still matter while there's games going on today? Uh, We got a great show for you. I'm really very excited about the show we have Uh, for you and all of the guests we have for you. My man Gavin's done a great job putting this thing together. Uh, Dan Beyer, of course, uh, giving us the updates. Ramos on the ones and the twos. You know, when you, uh, and just so you know, T.J. Hushmanzada is going to join us. He's not only uh, an FS1 NFL analyst. He's also a huge Laker fan. We'll get his thoughts on the Lakers. We'll get Dana Jeremiah's thoughts on the Lakers as well. Plus Wendell Carter Jr. will join us. Wendell Carter, of course, uh, star rookie for the Bulls. So we got a lot to get to. But there's a, a misconception, I believe, about the NBA. You know, I, I just, I think there's there's a bit of a misconception about the NBA and how it actually works and the likelihood of, uh, of, of an upset moving on. We have seen eight seeds, like the Nuggets with the Kemba Mutombo, Take down one seeds before we have seen that happen. Right. We've seen it happen where eights have beaten ones. We saw the the Warriors to ta- also take down the Mavericks. Right, have seen the Warriors take down the Mavericks. We've seen the Nuggets take down the Sonics. Those are the two that jump out of my mind. I think it's the only two times that it's happened. Generally, the one seeds move on, which is a lot like college basketball where Although we try and make it out like there's Cinderella's every single moment. It's only happened once where 16 has beaten a one. And it's happened a handful of times where twos have lost. A well, one seed is pretty much a buy, which is pretty much what happens in the NBA. So yesterday we had both of the one seeds lose their first game in a playoff series. What's that mean? Well, I, I think there's a couple of factors. One these series can and have been more competitive, uh, more competitive recently, and should be more competitive in the bubble, not just because there's no fans and no home court advantage, but also in the case of the Lakers, they're not the same team without Avery Bradley and without Rondo. They're just not. Matchups matter. Health matters. Conditioning matters. And I told you yesterday, I thought, LeBron had a great matchup because he can kind of do whatever he wants. You're going to have to constantly throw double teams at him. That's why he had so many assists. But he struggled to finish at the rim. Again, that's where the matchups for your team, if you're going to play a big guy inside, that's going to leave uh, Hassan Whiteside there to block some shots. And he blocked and changed several of LeBron's shots, made him pass more. Just LeBron was not the finisher that he normally is because of the big guy in the lane. By the way, here's LeBron James, who's convinced that playing in the bubble is working against them.
2: Like I continue to say, this is different. This is different um, in an aspect of just, I mean, we're in a bubble with no fans. Um, but as far as uh, me being locked in on the game plan, that doesn't change. Not one bit. Um, me uh, going out making plays, um, playing um, at a high level to try to help our team win. That was the same. You know, nothing changes from that. You know, so I mean, that's the same me.
6: Um, yeah, so I, I just, I sit there and I think that LeBron, while he's right, it is different. It, it, it actually is maybe a more pure form of deciding who's the better team. And both teams are actually dealing with it. Like as much as a home court advantage or even the road advantage of a lot of these guys and LeBron's like this, that you love the idea of playing on the road And going in and shutting everybody up. They're booing you, they're yelling at you, saying terrible things about you. And all you can all you have to say at the end is scoreboard and they walk out silently, which is what they would be in line for if they were going to Portland, right? There'd be nothing better than one one series, go to Portland, and all of a sudden you shut everybody up by going and beating them twice in Portland and it never comes back there. Like that's the kind of thing that's fun. And I get that. That's, you know, part of basketball is not just beating the other guy across from you. It's doing it in front of a crowd of people who are cheering for or against you or maybe a little bit of both. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that LeBron missed free throws, the team missed free throws. That as good a defense as they played, holding the, the trailblazers to only 100 points. They have to be better offensively. Some of their guys were, in fact, tight to start the game. And LeBron has to find a way to play better and finish better when you have an elite-level rim protector in the game. He did not. He did not. And then you look at Milwaukee, and, you know, here's similar. A Milwaukee team that hasn't seen success in the playoffs. And they basically trailed the whole game to an Orlando team, which has done this before. But if you watch that game, you're like, man, what tells me the series will change at all as we go on? Now, common sense tells you that eventually water finds its level. That usually the, the 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 one seeds end up winning, but we operate under this assessment that the NBA never has upsets because the series are so long. That's the that's the assumption that we operate under, and that is a false assumption. The truth is that we've seen this type of thing before. And even if the upset doesn't happen in round one, oftentimes, oftentimes it makes what's ultimately going to be the downfall of the one seed even more obvious. Right, like for the Milwaukee Bucks, the, the Orlando Magic did a great job of matching Giannis with big guys who are athletes playing off him some, daring him to shoot, and just trying to keep him out of the wall off that lane. And for the the Blazers, what they were able to turn LeBron and the Lakers into a jump shooting team, and they're a terrible jump shooting team. And that's what that's what happened. And so that, that whole narrative of there's not upsets goes out the window. It doesn't mean that the eight seed moves on, but you get up 2 0 and all of a sudden everybody's turning coal into diamonds. All right, coming up next, I'll tell you why the Lakers don't need to panic and why Frank Vogel isn't to blame. That's next, but first, there's troubling news from companies that utilize enterprise VPN for employees working from home. Over 900 VPN servers at a large enterprise security provider were hacked. A list of usernames and passwords have been shared On a form used by ransomware gangs, enterprise VPN servers are used to give employees secure access to corporate networks. Compromised VPN servers can allow hackers access to a company's entire internal network. You put your information in so many places online. Cyber criminals are always looking for ways to take that info. Norton LifeLock has given you more protection than ever. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you all-in-one protection with device security, identity theft protection, online privacy, online privacy. No one can prevent all cyber crime and identity theft or monitor all transactions in all businesses. But Norton 360 with LifeLock is the powerful ally you need for your cyber safety. So sign up today. You'll save 25% off or more by going to Norton.com slash Doug. 25% off at least maybe 25% off or more Norton 360 with LifeLock at Norton.com slash Doug.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
6: You know, it's interesting to me, and I don't know if you guys feel this way. Um, I feel like... Um, I feel like there's a there's a distinct... Uh, break off or cut off or lack of understanding for each other between um between civilians and hoopers. And and then there's there's people who are in the media who are former hoopers who take on a little bit of the civilian mentality. I actually understand what Kendrick Perkins was saying. I I think the problem that Kendrick Perkins has, the problem a lot of people have. Here here's Kendrick Perkins earlier today, on what he thinks the Lakers need to fix their lineup.
2: First off, shout out to Dame Dollar in the Portland Trail Blazers. That was an impressive win last night. Lakers, what are y'all doing? That wasn't a mama mentality last night. And Frank Vogel, listen, man, this is not the Staples Center. This is an AAU-type setting, rec-style play, man. You got to play your hoopers. Guys that can make shots. Shot makers. Come on, Frank Vogel. You just ain't the Staples Center, man. You can't have Dion Waiters and JR Smith over there on the bench. For what? To average 1,500 claps like I did towards the end of my career? No. Put these guys in the game. They can make shots. They can make plays. You got to do better. Come on now. Or you going to get sent home because they not playing with y'all. Got to do better. Come on, Lakers.
6: So, so let's start with the idea of J.R. Smith, who hasn't played in the NBA had, had, before this, hadn't played in two years. Okay, so it's, it's really important that while I respect and admire Kendrick Perkins a lot. I like him a lot. It's hard to come right out of playing, go into analysis. You got, you know, conflicting uh, ties to people. You say so, one thing about one guy and suddenly somebody else gets hurt, gets, gets their ego hurt. Right, but the the fact is that don't you think he would be playing J.R. Smith if he felt like J.R. Smith could play? Like you know, they've been practicing, they've been working out, they've they've been there a month. We're all looking at the same thing, right? J.R. Smith played in three games. He played 15 minutes, he made twenty percent of his threes, he made thirty six percent of his shots. And if J.R. Smith isn't making shots, then he has zero value on the floor because though he was a pretty good on-ball defender, remember now you're talking about two years later, and it's hard to get back going, to get back in shape. He's 34 years old, you know? And when you're 34 years old, you don't move the way you used to, and more than anything, you can't come out of retirement the way you want to. Like, this is playoff-caliber basketball. Who is he going to guard on that floor? Like, the Lakers did everything they were supposed to do defensively. They held the Trailblazers to 100 points, and that's after losing Damian Lillard a couple times late in the game. Yes, he's right. His his general sense is the Lakers don't have enough shot-makers. But you can't get into chasing offense when your team is built around defense. We told you before that whether or not everybody else shoots the ball well, LeBron's going to have to take over. There's a reason. Forget the assists. Stop falling in love with the assists. What the assists show you is what we've been telling you, which is LeBron can't get a step anymore. And now when he does, he's got Hassan Whiteside back there. And he just does not have enough game in terms of pull-up game and other variety of shots or finishing game. He doesn't explode the way he used to, so now he's left shooting layups, which are blockable. I'm not sitting here telling you LeBron played poorly last night, but we've we've told you and he knows that in order to win, he's got to take over late because Anthony Davis wants to shoot out, float out shooting jump shots, and he doesn't have the offense around him. Avery Bradley's not there, a guy who's a clutch shooter. They wanted J.R. Smith. They want some others to be, but J.R. Smith is washed. It's not a Frank Vogel deal. Your team is what it is, and your team, your, the players have to read what they have and who they're going against. And a couple of errors defensively freed up Portland for open shots. And LeBron's lack of willingness to take over the game light or inability to take over the game light is ultimately what undid them. Would it help to have somebody who could throw some shots in? Yes. But the the negative would far outweigh the positive, because you would have you know you'd have a complete mess of the defensive end not knowing if the guy can hit any shots on offense. J.R. Smith would not have been available as long as he was, at as reasonable price as he was, unless he was washed up, and that's what Frank Vogel is telling you by not playing him. Doesn't mean he doesn't give him a shot, but that's one of the reasons he's not playing. Be sure to
7: catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: T.J. Oshmanzada joins us, a Fox Sports 1 NFL analyst, also a huge Laker fan. T.J., thoughts on last night's hoop game?
8: Oh, man, it was a, it was a rough one, to say the least. I wasn't. We got to do a better job. They can't shoot. Why are Caruso... And KCP, they went one for 15. Both played 30 minutes. Like, give, Deon, give, give other guys an opportunity. That, that, that's me. Give other guys an opportunity. Those guys went one for 15 and played 30 minutes each. That makes no sense to me.
6: Uh, the, the, the response I would give you is those guys are washed. That's why they're not playing. And they can't guard. And that team, they, they're, they're, they, wanna, they believe they're the best. The way to make it work is to be the best defensive team and to have LeBron and Anthony Davis just make it. And Danny Green's got to make some shots. And they didn't. And that, you they go. haven't
8: made shots the whole quarter.
6: You can't I say, it. "Oh, it, it's oh, it's just a, this been
8: like this the whole time." My thing is this: if guys are going one for fifteen, you have got to give somebody else a chance. That's the basis of sports. If you're not performing, other guys need an opportunity. At least waiters can come in and get a bucket. He he's not going to go one for fifteen.
5: No, but, so,
6: no, no, but 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 is but is the plus with whatever he scores worth worth the minus of all the other stuff?
8: At this point, it was a close game, and as bad as the Lakers played, AD didn't play well. He shot thirty-three percent. As bad as the Lakers played, they still had a chance to win it. So, a and if they here, make free throws and
6: make make free throws to make they win the game, so so why change up who you're playing?
8: Because those guys can't make a shot. AD, LeBron, those guys get doubled. Danny Green can't make a shot. Caruso can't make a shot. KCP can't make a shot. Give somebody Marcus Morris played well. He only shot two shots, made both of them. He plays 19 minutes like Frank Vogel, 19 minutes, really? giving more than 19 minutes a game. Like, I don't understand what he's doing. That's just uh, me.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we we think we think do the pro rate thing, right? Well, if he plays well in 19 minutes, he played well in 35 minutes. Part of the reason he played well was because he only played 19 minutes. You, you know what I mean?
8: Uh, Doug, that's coach talk. Markeith Morris should be getting more than 19 minutes, man. The guys that are playing aren't playing well. If they were playing okay, well, so, so, so to give 100%. me so give me
6: your so give me your lineup. Oh, you, you're gonna
8: those guys are still going to play. I'm not saying remove those guys from the game. I'm saying Caruso, now you're gonna play nineteen minutes. Uh, KCP, now you're gonna play nineteen minutes. Right there, that's twenty minutes. When
6: Caruso's out of the game, they really can't guard Damian Lillard. And they if they guard Damian can. Lillard, they, they can't really guard C.J. McCollum. Oh. Like, they, they, they hey, just how don't. many
8: points did Lillard score last night, Doug? I understand. So he, won, he went on a heater again, as they soon he, as he went on. It,
6: he well, no, he went on a heater as soon as they took. As soon as he took, he he took himself out with like five and a half, six minutes to go, and he went on a little heater there. So I, yeah, look, it's a problem. I I still think the Lakers win the series, uh, but I think we're we're making this assessment of Dion Waiters like. There's a reason that no one else picked him up. There's a reason that Jr. wasn't playing in the NBA for the last two years. I'm with you with
8: the liabilities on the defensive end. I I, I agree with it. I'm just me being a leg. I'm looking at it like man, AD did not play well. LeBron he he played solid, but if we can just pick it up a little, hit a shot here, hit a shot there, it's a different ball game. But it's going to be a dog fight because, like you said, Lillard, McCullough, Nurkic. He was good. And you got Carmelo. So Portland, they have a good team. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, Watch right. the games today. Look forward to tomorrow.
6: I thought Colin made one of the best uh, cross-sports parallel metaphors he maybe has ever made when he said, you know, Giannis is a lot like Lamar Jackson. And he was like, you know, you can't play from behind. And I I agree with it. I also think that, you know, playoffs, teams adjust – to what you do well, especially when it's, you know, an eliminated, like there's just, those guys are freaks, absolute freaks, both of them. Different, differently than each other, but absolute freaks. But once you get to the playoffs, you still need that kind of substantive stuff in terms of, you know, for Lamar, can you, can you third in California, can you make the right throw? Can you throw in, can you throw outside the numbers? And I thought, I thought that was a really good parallel. Is that too far off for you comparing Giannis and Lamar Jackson?
8: Not, I mean that's a hell of a comparison. Both are going to be MVPs. It looks like it. It. Well, Giannis is just, he can't in today's game. You're playing from behind, quote unquote. You have to be able to shoot three. He that, They. I mean, they literally lay off of him. Uh, they're in the paint. He's at three-point line, and so they're they're daring him to shoot. But with that being said, Giannis had a hell of a game. Chris Middleton didn't play well. Bledsoe didn't play well. Brooke Lopez didn't play well, and. Orlando played in hell of a game, but then when you look at it, Fournier is their second league scorer. He didn't play that great. He got going late in the game. Um, Aaron Gord didn't play, so it's a dog fight. But the comparison when he said it, I watched it, I was like, Wow, yeah, when you think about it, it's pretty good. yeah, you're dead on. If if it's if it's a dog fight and things are nip and tuck, Giannis and Lamar are gonna get it done. But they have not shown up to this point in their careers when they get behind that they can bring their team back. They have not.
6: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of T.J. Um, Okay, let, let's get to some NFL stuff. Uh, now we have another injury in San Francisco and ACL uh, to a talented wide receiver. Like, now you're down two guys. What do you think of the Niners with the injuries piling up?
8: It's just, Doug, to be honest with you, and you saw us out this summer, and I told all my guys, I said, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm almost certain football is going to be played. You need to be prepared. Not ACLs and those type of injuries, those things, they're unavoidable for the most part. But across, I it's funny you say this. I had three of my guys text me today and say, you said it. A bunch of guys are going to get hurt because guys aren't – they weren't working the way they should have been working. They'll work out, but they're not putting in that dog type of work that you need to be – Putting in to be ready to go to camp and run every single day and not get hurt and not get fatigued, and, and so that's what happened. These guys are working out, but they weren't pushing themselves to the limit. And when you've got to push yourself to the limit in camp and that type of energy, you need these type of injuries happen.
6: TJ Hushman's out our guest on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Belichick still not giving up on the idea of platooning <laughs> Cam Newton uh, at at quarterback. Is there any chance that that actually works?
8: Zero. Man, that's not going to happen, Doug. You know that Belichick wants to win, man. When you platoon two quarterbacks, that means you don't have one. Uh, and that probably means you're not doing very well. He's not going to platoon quarterbacks. He's going to name a starter. He's going to roll with a starter until that starter shows he can or cannot get it done. And if he cannot get it done, that starter will be replaced. But platooning quarterbacks, I don't see that happening at all.
6: Yeah, I don't I don't really either. But who? who knows? Um, it's just kind of, kind of fascinating to watch, you know, um, uh, Daniel Jones is a guy that was maligned on draft day, surprised everybody in the preseason played pretty well for a, for a period of time uh, in the regular season when he replaced Eli Manning did have some trouble with fumbling. Um, now that he's had a chance to have a year and they continue to try and build a new team around him. Is, does Daniel Jones look like a look like a guy who can take the Cowboy the the Giants? Excuse me, back to the playoffs.
8: Back to the playoffs this year. I'm I'm in that division. I would say no. Does he have the potential? Yes. You have a former head coach in the division, Jason Garrett, that is now your offensive coordinator. So he's going to know that division very very well. But when you look at these divisions, man, like if you look at certain divisions, the Cowboys they have a good team. The Eagles they're going to have a good team. And then the Redskins might not be that good, but they're going to be hell to deal with on that defensive side of the ball with what they have up front. And so for Daniel Jones, it's going to be a challenge. And then you look at it and say he has Saquon Barkley as Evan Ingram. What wide out does he have that can win one-on-one when I need somebody to make a play? So that's going to be the evolution at all. Can they find somebody that can win? Can Jason Garrett scheme guys open? And if they can't do that, Daniel Jones will play well. But getting over that hump and that type and that division that they're playing in is going to be tough. Well,
6: um the Alex Smith thing is fascinating. I mean, obviously this dude just wants to come back and play football after such a gruesome injury. Do players care? Like, I think as fans, we get attracted to that sort of personal story. Um, and you hear Dwayne Haskins is trying to retain his job, second-year quarterback. Like, do players actually care about Alex's personal story or is it simply i need a guy who's going to help me win games?
8: Oh no, nah, man, you care that we <laughs> we're humans, man. And to see him fight back and overcome what he had to overcome, man. They were talking about amputating his leg and he's going to have an opportunity to make the team and play in an NFL game? Yeah, man, you you look at that that dedication and that just stick wittedness to say i'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going to see if I have an opportunity to play. Yeah, man, you look at that and you want to see him succeed. And if he does get an opportunity to play and he's a quarterback, you want to go hard for him because of what he had to overcome to get to that point. Yeah, man, you really think about that.
6: Do you think he will? Do you think he, I mean, like the thing about it is Haskins is a non-athlete back there. So while, while you'd be concerned about Alex Smith, who used to be a great athlete now being very limited athletically, it's not like he's got to beat out. You know, some uh, Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson or somebody who's, who's crazy athletic. Uh, Haskins' athleticism is probably the worst part of his game.
8: With everything that I just said, with all due respect to Alex Smith, if Alex Smith wins this quarterback competition, the Redskins are in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it's simple as that. He should not be able to beat out Dwayne Haskins. He shouldn't be able to beat out Kyle Allen. And so those two guys if he beats out either one of those guys the Redskins are in big trouble and so yes it's a great story but if he's a starting quarterback the Redskins are in big trouble
6: How much different will the season look without preseason games
8: First couple games is going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little different defenses it won't be as much scoring defenses they'll come out ready to go The defense is always ahead of the offense in training camp and in the preseason I'm um, just getting your timing figuring out what works what doesn't work um, how teams are going to play, you You kind of figure that out in the preseason, especially in the third game, second and third game. So defenses, I, I would expect the games to be low-scoring out the gate with the exception of teams that have firepower, like Kansas City.
6: Yeah, Kansas City should be sick. Um, Damian Williams opting out. I don't think we've – you know, Clyde Hilaire is, is a great – but how long does it take a rookie running back – to figure out pass protection and the little things it takes to be an NFL back.
8: It really depends on your, your mental capacity to understand protections. Um, it's really not that complicated, Doug. If you can process information quickly, quarterbacks can identify the mic. You're going to have the first guy outside the mic. If you're the back, if he changes um, the mic, then you'll have the next guy outside. So he goes, uh, the mic is 52. He realizes 52 is not coming. He changes to 56 so you have the first guy outside of that as long as you understand and it's really not overly complicated um he should be fine as long as mentally he gets it which i believe he does and his coaches are able to help him out he should be fine
6: yeah should be but we'll 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 see because you know sometimes you can't you you know you miss one block and it completely changes the coach's confidence and you look what happened to Gronkowski's brother with Tony Romo right missed one block uh, Romo broke his collarbone and the rest as they say is is kind of uh, kind of history T J Hushman's out our guest in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio um, would you play you have you have family you got kids some of these guys have opted out I don't really totally understand it um, Doug what <laughs>
8: What I play. Yeah. I'm playing. I love football, man. I'm not playing unless somebody in my family had underlying health conditions or there's me and my wife. Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm playing. That's how quick the decision would have been made. I'm playing football. I love football. Um, It's my livelihood. There's risks in everything you do. And I truly believe. You are safer. You're getting tested all the time. If you really want to play, you go to practice, you come home, you chill. Now that you're not playing, are you really just going to sit in the house all day, 24 hours a day? No, No. you're not. So you're putting yourself more at risk by not playing because at least when you would go to practice, you would get tested. You would come home, be tired, let me go to sleep, so forth and so on. That's the routine. Now that you don't have practice and meetings, you're not going to sit in the house. So I believe you're putting yourself more at risk. That's just my opinion.
6: I agree with you. That's, I actually completely agree with you. Uh, but for some reason, there's, there's, there's people who don't believe that to be true, and they get very, very cautious of what they think is putting themselves in harm's way, where it feels like they're kind of already putting themselves in a little bit of, uh, of harm's way. TJ Hushman's on our guest in the Doug Gottlieb Show. How hard will it be for Des Bryant to make a comeback?
8: Man, it's going to be tough for him just being out you know you can run routes on the air and you, you can do it every day you get nfl dbs in your face um you really start running routes like we talked about earlier with the intensity of a practice and really trying to prove yourself are you in that type of shape you think you are just the speed of the game your eyes aren't used to it your body isn't used to it um he looks like he's been working out hard, but working out on your own and actually getting in a camp and and actually it's doing it's different. It's completely different. And you, Baltimore is working them out. You're going to a team that they don't throw the ball to their receivers. So are you really going to get an opportunity to improve yourself? They'll run the ball, throw the ball to the tight end, or big play down the field. That's Hollywood Brown. That's not Dez Bryant's game anymore. And so. It will look like he can't play if he goes to Baltimore because will they utilize him the way they need to utilize him?
6: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I said that that's why Antonio Brown should not go there because fighting to get back in the league to, to have four targets a game is not not going to make Antonio Brown happy.
8: Is going to all of a sudden he got old. That's that would be the narrative. Oh, he can't play anymore. Yeah, he can still play. You just need to go to a team that's going to utilize you. And so you need, a course, for me, Antonio Brown is two teams. Um, I would like to see him with, that's either Seattle or Green Bay. Good quarterbacks. Um, Green Bay has a hell of a receiver in Adams. You need somebody on the other side of him. And obviously with Russell Wilson and the way he throws the ball, those are the two teams that if A.B. can get to, he could have a lot of success.
6: Awesome stuff. T.J. Hushmanzada. Hoosh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy watching and talking hoops with you as well as football. Appreciate you being our guest.
7: Doug, I appreciate you, man. Keep up the great work, brother. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
6: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. um everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving people get hurt or killed you get arrested incur huge legal expenses or even lose your job if you think drunk driving is no big deal you couldn't be more wrong drive sober or get pulled over paid for by NHTSA let's get to a game
7: Game this is game time
9: it's game time on
7: the Doug Gottlieb show Dan Byer, what's the game today,
9: Doug? I am feeling good today about real
7: news, fake
9: news. <laughs> All right, I think we may be close and may have a perfect game, but uh, but we will see. Let's start it out. Real news or fake news? That the NFL hasn't ruled out a postseason bubble. That's real news.
2: They're real oh. and they're spectacular.
9: About an hour ago, multiple reports. It always it's always funny to me, Doug, when. An NFL Network report and then an ESPN report and then maybe someone else from a different entity all have the same exact story within, like, seconds of each other. But that was the case today where Sean Payton of the Saints reportedly mentioned in one of the recent competition committee meetings that the NFL should go to a postseason bubble. And uh, Troy Vincent reportedly saying that the league has not ruled that out.
6: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a possibility. You know, I, I don't know, I don't actually know why you need one, <laughs> right? Like, I don't really understand why mm-hmm. you need a bubble. If you if you make it all the way to the playoffs, why do you then need an additional, I don't, I, don't, I kind of don't get that. Um, I'll tell you I will tell think what, everybody's got a little bubble envy right now. Like, look, the NBA, it's somehow working. Let's just, let's do what they're doing. I That's really what it comes, but, but like, you're still, if, it, if it's worked long enough for you to get through a season without getting COVID, Why would you change it up?
9: I would love to wear a face mask when it's five below at Lambeau on a Sunday night for a, you know, divisional playoff game or a championship. Then, you know, hey, you can have all the fans you want. Everybody's wearing masks and hats and gloves and snowmobile suits. All right. Real news or fake news, Doug? We're one for one. The Vikings and running back Galvin Cook are on the verge of agreeing to terms on a contract extension. Uh, that is fake news. You are fake news. That is fake news. Remember Cook, who said that he was never going to hold out. Well, apparently the contract talks have uh, broken off between the two sides. They will resume negotiations after this season. Yeah, which
6: so, so he's going to show up and play, yep. and he's just going to be mad about it because he doesn't really have and, you know, the market he thought he
9: had. Yeah, and because the rules now are much uh, stricter and uh, – difficult to uh, to have players hold out when they want new deals because of fines and what you could accrue towards free agency. All right, Doug, real news or fake news that Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin thinks players from conferences not having football should be able to transfer and be eligible immediately. Oh, that's real news.
2: They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yeah,
9: the Lane train was on that one. Didn't specifically say the Big Ten and the Pac-12, but did say that those conferences could, you know, other leagues as well, maybe FCS, but that they should be able to uh, to transfer. And, of course, the SEC still on track to play football this fall.
6: Yeah, what do you think the chances are that Lane knows a couple of kids from the West Coast
9: <laughs> he'd like to go get? Yeah, probably pretty good. I think they should be able to transfer. That's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real news or fake news, Doug, that the NCAA has halted the sale of tickets for the 2021 Final Four. Uh, that feels like real news. You are fake news. No, in fact, uh, Jay Billis, Nicole Auerbach, uh, many, many uh, those of those in the media posting screenshots today of emails they got from the NCAA, encouraging them to purchase tickets for the upcoming Final Four that is scheduled for Indianapolis. I Who mean, you got to sell the happen. tickets.
6: You can, you can always give it back. Yeah, I mean, by look, by April, we should be online, right? The question
9: is, do we have a season that leads up to it? How do we get there? Yes, yes. And, and this could. I mean, if you have a bubble situation like you've been talking about, Doug, and that has been brought up, I'm wondering if, you know, with, with locale and how it is, if it would be a format that maybe they would continue if you had just... Teams playing in certain regions, playing, you know, closer to each other.
6: We'll see. Yeah. Which is how it used to be. You know, the NSA term used to be regional.
9: Yeah. Uh, real news or fake news. Despite faltering in the final round of the PGA championship two weeks ago, Brooks Kepka is the odds on favorite to win the Northern Trust this week in the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs.
6: Mm, That's real news. You are fake news.
9: Kepka actually withdrew today, knee and hip injuries, so he is not going to participate. That knocks him out um, and stops the music uh, because of the golf swing that Brooks Kepka had there. The point being is Brooks Kepka ended up having to withdraw because of knee and hip injuries. He's 97th in the FedEx Cup standing, so that wouldn't advance him to the next week. So he's going to have basically the next month off and going to try to rest up for that U.S. Open in mid-September. Yeah, he only likes playing the majors anyway. Yeah. I guess he doesn't consider this. John Ramos only likes playing the music up until the golf swing. That, (laughs) uh, That triggered the stopping of the music. Finally, Doug, real news or fake news, the Tampa Bay Lightning became the second team to advance to the conference semis in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That sounds like real news.
2: They're real, oh. and they're spectacular. That yeah, is
9: real news, and this is how it sounded. Corpus connects with Savard around the far side. Not out. Kuchov in front. Point.
2: Score!
9: Score! Brayden Point again! And the Lightning win it! They win the series! They win game five! 5-4 five, and over! Great call. Great call with no fans of the Lightning Radio Network. Uh, Vegas advanced last night. They beat the Blackhawks in five games. Lightning do it again with that overtime goal over the Blue Jackets. So Columbus goes home. Tampa Bay will continue to skate. 5-6, Doug. That's
7: game, huh? Game time. This
9: is game time on
7: the Doug Gottlieb Show.
6: Yeah, 5-6 wasn't bad. I mean, and the one I got, when I got wrong, I really should feel bad about because I should know that. I mean, I should have known... For some reason, I miss Brooks Kepka pulling out of the tournament today. God, I, that that that's that's the part I find, and maybe that's the Debbie Downer in me, right? Where I find the <laughs> negative in it. That's what I find. Hmm. Um. Well, look, we got Daniel Jeremiah next hour. Um, I got this story for you on Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, the idea they could platoon Cam Newton, Wendell Carter is going to join us in third hour of the show, and I, I also have this. I got a little ditty for you a little bit later on the show. It's always fascinating to me, the guys that do the the pre-draft scat report on these NFL prospects or NBA prospects, oftentimes when they do their job and report who players have been, they get lambasted why today is a bad day in the NFL, but a good day for guys who like to say, I told you so because they did their job so well. So, the, so that's upcoming. Um, but but coming up next, let's dig into Giannis and his team's struggles yesterday. Some I heard earlier today, which kind of relates to it. And I I think I think there's a semblance of people starting to understand who he is and what he brings and what he does and frankly what he lacks. Is Giannis the best player in the NBA or is he choking? What's going on? Find out next, Doug Gottlieb Show.
7: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought in that
7: moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
8: WORK.